Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. Hey, welcome back. So uh, we are now starting a series on work, rest, boundaries. Should be a three-part series, but this is the part one, so we don't really know yet. Uh, but uh, tell us about that, Heather. Why are we doing work, rest, boundaries? Well, because in our industry, the and really probably in most industries, thanks to the concept of the 80-20 rule, um, the biggest problem we have is productivity. People yeah. actually doing the work that needs to be done in order to create the income um, that want, they want to create in our industry. Mm. So it's they just simply need to make more dials and work harder. So it seems counterintuitive that we would spend time talking about rest when most people just simply need to work more. It's like how to bu- budget your money, but you got none. Yeah, or like telling people you budget your money by spending it, you know? Like, I'm not, I, I realize it may sound counterintuitive, yeah. but the reality is, and I'm hoping by the end of these three podcasts, what you'll realize is when we correctly define work and rest and put clear boundaries in between the two, that your productivity and activity should increase. Your work should be more effective. You should work more and work smarter and work harder because you also are resting correctly. So we're going to take some time. Um, well, it all comes under the under the uh, the thought process of healthy things grow. That's right. So if your productivity is not growing, if it's stalled out or even going backwards, mm-hmm. there's a sign that you're not healthy. Right. And we want to help you get healthy. That's right. We want to help you get healthy. So we're going to start in this pod, this first podcast, simply talking about why is it that people don't work? Like why is it's it's honestly more common thanks to the eighty twenty rule. It's more common that 80% of the people, you know, don't put in the same effort as the other 20%. Mm. Uh, And we've probably all been on the 80% side in certain categories of our life. And we've hopefully all been in the 20% category at some point in our life and in certain areas. Uh, But for the sake of the fact of our audience today, we're talking to those of you in the insurance industry who maybe right now are not yet making all the money or the income or taking advantage of the opportunity to the level that you want to. So why is that? Why is that? I mean, most people don't really want to talk about it. They want to act Mm. like they're doing the work and they never really deal with the fact that they're not quite performing or getting the productivity that they want. And so therefore we never really are able to identify what's going on. And that really is why people tend to not work it's because emotion influences your productivity yeah that's deep emotion influences your productivity so just for the sake of example let's think about that for a minute let's think that what if the lack of productivity is actually a symptom of the problem Mm. rather than the problem itself Mm. so i want to right now just free you because The problem isn't that you're not as good as someone else. The problem might be a layer deeper. And um, I really want to challenge you and give you a tool of effectiveness that when you go to make dials or you go to do the work in this industry 
and you're not doing it, instead of beating yourself up or driving yourself into some type of escaping behavior, I want you to just simply stop and ask yourself, why? Why am I not performing? Why do I not want to do this activity right now? And I want you to address that issue. So we're going to take just a few minutes to discuss what are some examples of why people, what is that emotion that is driving your lack of productivity? Well, um, and I'd say first example, pe people aren't uncomfortable enough. Yes. You know, um, I, I remember hearing in, in my early 20s, Zig Ziglar saying, if you will walk 30 minutes a day, you know, 30 minutes a day, uh, you're, you're going to live a happier, healthier life. I mean, that's just just walking 30 minutes a day, walking briskly. And um, eh, whatever, I was in my 20s. And then you get older and the doctor starts saying, hey, you, you have a weight problem and that you have too much of it. And <laughs> you need to do something about that. Oh, okay. And then how many of us as insurance agents, we we're called out by a client to come see them uh, after they've had an event. And now they're serious about getting life insurance because they know they're mortal. Or now people get serious about exercising because they know that they have developed a problem and they can stop that problem if they now incorporate exercise. Well, I remember when we first started making pretty good money in the industry, um, you know, we, we were driving one car for so long and then we got a second car, right? And then I hit a goal and I bought a Rolex and I felt so proud of that. And we, we bought our first house. And I remember driving home from work. I would work banker's hours there for about, about six months. I probably worked some banker's hours, 10 to two. And, uh, I would drive home looking at my watch that matched the Rolex to my home. And we would, we didn't have kids yet. So we get home and pour some wine and jump in a hot tub and just lived the comfortable life. But my productivity went down because I was no longer uncomfortable. I was no longer, I no longer needed to be productive. Yep. I think another emotion that might be like, okay, so you're sitting down to make dials and maybe it is that the need financially really just isn't enough to drive your behaviors. Hmm. Um, maybe the work feels boring. <laughs> like maybe you're just uninspired yeah. by the work. And, um, I mean, that's something that I've heard you teach on is you kind of have in this business. And I think it's probably true of most businesses. You got to get really good at doing the boring things. Um, like making dials in itself can be boring. Mm. So if that is the problem, if it's just simply not uh, a big enough challenge for you, but maybe you then need to surround yourself with a team of people that you can inspire through your activity and make it feel fresh and new. Or, you know, maybe you need to play a little game with yourself with every, you know, five dials, I'm going to, you know, then go and do five push-ups. I mean, not that that makes it more interesting, but maybe there is something at the end of five dials, you know, I'm going to eat an M&M. Like, I don't know, do something, play little games with yourself to make yourself feel more interested and inspired by these boring activities. I've often said, if you're not bored at what we do, you're just not doing it right. Yeah. Because it is not exciting. You have to make it exciting. What's exciting is the conversations, which kind of leads to the next point. When I think that some people lack productivity because they're focused on themselves rather than the value they're bringing to someone else. Yes. Uh, maybe from a, a sales perspective, you're focused on your fear of making that dial, your fear of being rejected, your fear of hearing no, rather than thinking deep in your heart, listen, this person could be dead next week. That's right. And I was their shot. I was their family's chance to make sure that they're financially 
stable and not living under a bridge in a month, mm -hmm. instead of thinking about our own fears and our own potential rejections, focus on that family and the value that we're going to bring them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're bored in hiring other agents and, you know, uh, but it, listen, when you run an ad, for example, and people respond to that ad for a job and for an income potential, an income possibility, don't worry so much about saying the right things instead. And that's, that's self-focused mm -hmm. instead focus on what they could need. Um, when somebody gives me a referral and says, Hey, call my cousin. They may be interested in what I'm doing. I call the cousin and rather than th being scared of, well, I may be calling a cousin who's worth millions. Why would he want to do this? Oh no, I got to get my pitch right. Instead, I just start the conversation and find out what is missing that I can fill. Mm -hmm. What is missing that I can fill? Maybe it's nothing. And that's okay, but it's being outwardly focused rather than inwardly focused totally puts you into a product, productive state. That's so true. I actually think that is probably the defining difference between top producers mm. um, and those who struggle to be top producers in our industry are the people who really call clients with the perspective of, I am taking care of a need for them. And that it just comes, it exudes out in everything that they say and do, every response. They're literally unoffendable <laughs> by that client because they're only thinking about how to care for that client. Yeah. Um, it's huge. However, I think it's such a normal behavior when you're getting started in a sales industry to fear the responses of people or yeah. to fear how that reflection is on you. Yeah. But just a simple shift in your thinking can change your productivity, increase it overnight. Um, the next one we had is the fear of success. Yeah. You know, um, there's an awesome book called The Same Kind of Difference as Me. And it's a story um, of a family who created a homeless shelter and ended up really befriending and becoming like best friends with one of the homeless men. And I just know in the book, he talks about how even in the homeless industry, a lot of those people don't ever really want to get off the streets. Even when given opportunities, they won't choose to get off of the streets. Why? Because they're comfortable there. Like it's what they know. They know how to survive there. They mm. know how the systems work. They know where they're going to go to get their meal and they know where they're going to sleep that night. And the thought of, um, you know, changing that for them, the fear of the change um, can drive them into the behaviors that keep them where they are. Well, I think that applies to every single one of us. Anytime we're ever reaching to another level, there is a certain amount of change. There might be a certain amount of added responsibility. Um, you know, there's always this discomfort that's going to come with success and growth. And for that reason, a lot of times people will just sort of get right up close to it and then their behaviors change again and they dip back down and then they get right up close to it and they never really push through to another level of success um, in their life because it would it would require them to push past their discomfort. And I've literally had people say to me, you know, Fitz, if I make all this money you say I'm going to make, I'm going to be in a whole new tax bracket. Right. Yeah. And and when I first heard that, I was probably in my 20s. And I just laughed. I was like, that's kind of the point, man. Yeah. Like, of course, you're going to be in a new tax bracket. That means you're making more money. Right. That's that's how our tax system works. And then I, and then, and then I kind of matured a little bit. And I was like, I tell you what, you make as much as you're comfortable with. And then above that, you give to me uh, and I'll pay taxes at my tax rate on that because I understand how the tax system works. And that maybe I wasn't more, more mature. But then I got to a place where I realized, 
what they're saying is I'm actually scared of succeeding. Right. Because I've seen for years and maybe even generations, you go get a good job at the at the plant and you come home and you pop a beer and maybe you watch some TV or you sit and talk and then you go to bed and you get up in the morning and you do it again. Mm -hmm. And if I am successful, it may mean that I'm not with all those family and friends that I've known forever that are living that life. And I may get, I may be in a different part of the world. I may be in a different neighborhood. I may find different friends. Right. And ah, I don't want to lose what I've got. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads into the opposite of that, the fear of failure. Right. You know, people, um, I, I know, I have a tremendous fear of failure pretty, pretty regularly. Like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to do it. And I see that manifest in our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you see, you, so often you see your own faults when you have kids. <laughs> you see it in them. But it's like, what if I do this and I fail? Mm -hmm. what, what, everybody's going to laugh at me. People are going to mock me. People are going to talk about me. People are going to say, oh, you shouldn't talk to them. They failed. Right? Like that, that could be, that could be a thing. And, mm -hmm. um, but I also remember <laughs> my dating philosophy was ask out the pretty girl. And if she says no, I've lost nothing. Right. Because I didn't have a date anyway. And now I still don't have one. No big deal. But if she says yes, Oh my gosh, the confidence boost that gives me because the pretty girl said yes to me, right? So it's that fear of failure is real. And if you've I got it, I, I I get it. I understand. Well, especially I think people who, um, if you look in your history and you say, goodness, I failed at this, I failed at that, I failed at this, I failed at that. So then you lack the internal confidence to believe that you could succeed. Um, so now we're touching on the emotion, <laughs> the difficult complexities of emotion that might be driving the lack of productivity that you're experiencing. And we're challenging you in a few short minutes to just simply identify mm. that emotion. Because once you identify it, naturally, you might find that you start actually dealing with it so you can overcome it. Yeah. Because while I can say this so simply, I recognize it's not this simple. But if you could think differently, you can create a different result in your life. So if you're wanting to become to get into the 20 out of the 80% and into the 20, I want we really just want to challenge today what you're thinking and how you think about your productivity. Um, so I hope in this moment that you've gone, gosh, that's me. Those are those things that I do. And then you know to go, go find a book on that topic. Mm. Go find a podcast on that topic. Go get around people who encourage you in that way. If you've identified this is the emotion that's holding me back in my productivity, do something about it and watch your results grow. Next podcast, we're going to talk about how to accurately define rest. That should be fun. Yes, that will All be. Right. Hey, you know what? Now that you know, you, you know. know.